Welcome to What Is It About the Weather, a weekly podcast where we explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelinek, and this week we're going to be talking about, well, snow and movies and just how it might be easier to fake the weather sometimes than it is to deal with the real stuff. Before we head there, let me just reach out and say, I hope you've had an interesting weather week. I hope your weather has been enjoyable. I hope in some way weather has found itself uniquely in your life in some way that made you realize that there is more to weather than the weather itself. On the weather front itself, though, (laughs) I saw an interesting tweet this week from a friend of mine who had retweeted a an interesting video on on it was 20 seconds maybe but it was really really beautiful time lapse of a supercell storm out in the plains of the US with the caption from him of you know I'm paraphrasing cuz I don't remember the exact words something along the lines of if you ever wonder why people study weather just take a look at this. And it was, it was just kind of an amazing moment that hopefully in some sort of visual form helps capture what is so fascinating to many of us about weather and the things that sort of drive us there for those that are intrigued by the weather. Also saw something, oh, is this this week? It may have been last week when the, the tweet, uh, again, whether it was when I saw it or, or when it went out, but um Castle Williams, now Dr. Castle Williams, congratulations. Uh, friend of mine in the podcasting space as well. We met a few years ago, actually, from our interaction with doing podcasting stuff. What they did, him and uh, men did a podcast called Weather Hype. I think they're still doing it from time to time. I don't think they're on a regular schedule for a variety of reasons. You know, life gets busy, but I've seen them get back to the microphone every once in a while still, which is which is good that they're able to do that. But congratulations, Castle, on finally being able to uh, put a doctor in front of your name and getting that PhD done. I know that having watched a lot of people go through that process over the years, it's a, a rewarding thing when you finally get to that stage. So again, congrats. Now, let's talk weather and movies. Certainly won't be a new topic for me, right? I was looking back. Yeah, I do that because you know you want to make sure you're not talking about something that you've already covered before. Every every so often I'm like, I've got a really good idea for an episode. I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And then you realize, yeah, you really did that already before. And weather and movies in and of itself is not a new thing. The third episode of this podcast was about weather and movies. And over the years, you've heard me talk about, you know, weather movies I've liked and weather movies I haven't liked. And, you know, I, I still to this day probably think that as a pure weather movie, and, and, and actually as a meteorology-type movie, Twister still has to be one of my favorites, if not my favorite. But I continue to watch the new ones when they come out. And most continue to disappoint me, right? Uh, a couple years ago, I was talking about Geostorm and Hurricane Heist. Both, were, both came out within about a year. And... Uh, Part of it was, and I still, Hurricane High, some of the CGI stuff in there was so bad. It reminded me like I was watching Sharknado or something, uh, except it was supposed to be serious. Any case. But then I started thinking as I was getting ready for this episode that sometimes my favorite aspect of weather in movies 
is not when it's a, a movie about weather. And I, I still think that most of the movies that focus on weather tend to disappoint me. And, and that just may be me. Maybe I'm too picky. Maybe I know too much to know what they're getting wrong. I, I don't know. But when weather is used properly as a backdrop, it can be a compelling way to advance a story or emphasize aspects of a story. And this is not a new thing. I mean, some of my favorites are old ones like uh, Key Largo, you know, black and white film, or the scenes in It's a Wonderful Life, the, you know, the end when it's snowing outside, and it just kind of creates that magical moment. But newer, uh, newer ones as well, like A Perfect Storm was about what I was about to say. You know, it, it was a compelling component of the movie, but the relationships and the setting was as important as the weather itself, right? Or something even like you know, sci-fi. Let's go to sci-fi, like Jurassic Park, right? What made the movie more interesting or more dark and scary was the fact that the storm was coming in and came in and and changed many of the things that would not have gone wrong. The, the story couldn't have happened without this tropical cyclone bearing down on the location. Just couldn't have. It, it would not have worked. So it was an important element, even if in the end it wasn't a weather story. And I do think it was done well, generally speaking, because the weather seemed believable, right? And I think that's too often what ruins it. And, and you know, this topic came to my mind, the idea of a, kind of a follow-up weather movie. When I, I saw some really bad attempts with some TV shows I watch to do rain events. And you could see that they were just kind of dumping, I don't know, a sprinkler from above because the lighting behind it was so intense. It was clearly sunny outside. So you knew that they were faking it. And a lot of times, I, I know that budgets have to come into play and all that. It's not surprising, right? They, they have to make a decision where they're going to spend their money and how much money they have to spend on a given episode or a show or a movie, whatever it is. So they make those choices. And a lot of times, if weather's involved, if it's not a critical component, it's going to suffer. Even if there needs to be, and one of the ones I'm thinking about was a show set in the UK where they get a lot of rain. And I'm sure they were just waiting for a rainy day and they finally just said, well, we just need to film this scene. And, and so turn the sprinkler on, you know, get the hose up on the roof and make the waterfall, whatever it was they needed to do. But an interesting story I saw kind of pop across a news feed back three, four months ago about some challenges they were facing in Buffalo with a film that they were trying to get done that needed some winter weather. And again, Buffalo, New York, pretty well known for wintertime weather. Although when they were filming, I, you know, I didn't want to tell them that, that Buffalo tends not to get as much midwinter or late winter lake effect as it does early and late season lake effect snows. But I digress. We're not going to get into the meteorology aspects of it today. At the same time, you would expect Buffalo to have some snow on the ground for a good part of the winter. So that's why they had chosen to film there, I'm sure. There were some other things in reading about this movie. The setting was kind of what they were looking for, an older city, you know, a certain era that they were looking for. 
But this movie was not the first. And so when I was you know digging out and doing some research for the episode, I came across many others and other locations too. It's not just like, you know, Buffalo had been the only victim of this. Telluride, Colorado, big ski area. The Hateful Eight was a movie that's been done in the past few years that was filmed out there. And they had challenges with not having enough snow and then having too much. And that seemed to be a theme as well. There was another one, a Disney movie about a sled race called, I think it was Togo, uh, that when they needed snow, they weren't getting any. And when they wanted it to be less snowy, they were getting you know winter, huge winter storms. But there's, you know, a history of this in Hollywood in general. Trains, planes, and automobiles, uh, you know, it's kind of a dark comedy, if you will, with uh, Steve Martin and John Candy from many years ago. And a lot of it was set around Chicago, but that winter Chicago didn't get much snow, so they had to go somewhere. And actually, I think they may have gone to Buffalo. I don't, I don't remember where they actually ended up doing their snow scenes. But there's also movies like Home Alone right, where they did a winter setting, and you kind of know it's fake. And there's some interesting stories about that if you read from, the house is kind of well known. I remember when it was up for sale or something, there were some some stories on it. But the neighborhood, the neighbors still remember the fake snow, you know, blowing all over the neighborhood for a long time. And again, this gets into the idea of there are a variety of ways to get there. It doesn't always have to be real. Right, They just want it to look snowy for a given situation. So the film in question was one. It's called Nightmare Alley. It's actually a remake. It's a book from, I think, the 40s or 50s. And there was a film done back in the day. And so this is kind of a new version. I don't really, I mean, it's been so long. I don't know that it would be called a remake. And I, you know, how true or not it's going to be to the book. I mean, I guess technically it's a remake. But they wanted Buffalo just to be a little more wintry. And it just wasn't. So what was their solution? In their case, it was pretty straightforward. (laughs) From the sounds of it, they went out and got some snow from... So those who don't know, if you live in a lake effect region, you already know this. Essentially, they plow snow during the big snow events. And in some places... It just gets piled up. So if you think about a shopping center or whatnot, they tend to just have a big pile somewhere in the shopping center where they create more or less a snow mountain, and it melts. It melts, and and, and you kind of know it's summertime when the snow mountain is finally gone, right? Because it does take a long time because it kind of gets compacted, and um, some of the maybe some of the salt or whatever is used to treat it or the sand or whatever gets on top of it, and that actually tends to slow down the melting underneath. So this thing tends to last a while, but that's what they did. They went and got some trucks. They went into a parking lot or somewhere where there was a mound of snow. They put some at the back of the truck. They came to where they needed to film because it was set at a a specific building. I think it was like City Hall or something like that. And so they put some snow around, right? They They created the scene that they needed to, but they used real snow to do it. They figured that was the easiest thing for them to do in that case, or so it seemed to be. Now, what they really wanted was for there just to be snow in Buffalo. The weather wasn't cooperating. But you got to ask, all right, they use real snow in this case, but is that what Hollywood usually does? Does Hollywood really always go for, and it's not just Hollywood, it can be television, whoever's doing the shooting, do they generally look for snowy places? 
or do they do it in some other way? Now, I think ideally, if you're going to be filming in different locations and you can find a place that theoretically is going to have snow, it makes it easier. You don't have to think about it. It's just sort of there. And it takes a piece of the equation of something to worry about out of it, except when the weather doesn't cooperate, right? So Hollywood's been dealing with this for a long, long time. And they've used just about everything you can imagine from potato flakes, corn flakes, painted white to, you know, different types of plastic and styrofoam. And even this is the one that really made me cringe. Back in the day, they even used asbestos. Now, we know now you certainly wouldn't want to do that. But there are a variety of ways to get there, and it really depends on what they're trying to create and the magnitude of the scenes they're trying to do. Right? So if it's a smaller, very you know, contained situation, they may choose one type of snow creation technique versus another. Or, again, it may very much depend on budget. But it might also depend on things. I, I was reading something about, you know, it's a wonderful life and how they needed it to not make noise. Sometimes you want to emphasize the noise. You know, that snow can have kind of that crunching sound when you step on it. It depends on, you know, if it's melted or, or what the setup is. But you may be looking for that, right? Or you may be looking for you don't want the, the sound of snow to interfere with the filming. So you actually want it to be very quiet. So this is really actually a big business. And I found in looking at this stuff, that there's actually a company called Snow Business. Literally, that's the name of the company, Snow Business. So I really good use of a name. They've been around for a long time, since the, I think the early 80s. Company out of the UK, but they're very well known. And, and I don't know I don't know enough about the industry. This, they claim to be the industry leader. I'm not going to quantify whether that's true or not. But they seem to have done, they've done work on things you would know, whether it's movies like Gladiator in the beginning, you know, there's some a famous kind of a snowy scene of a battle. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, certainly there was you know snow in there for those who've seen it. And others as well, like The Day After Tomorrow, well-known weather snow movie, right? Or even sci-fi things, again, like The Last Jedi, where the focus wasn't in the snow. They did some of the coloring. There was a planet scene where I think it's actually supposed to be salt flats that as the vehicles pass over it, it kind of turns red. And so they were involved in that, but they've, they've got a long history, game of Thrones, you know, other projects that they've worked on. So they've done a lot of work in the industry over the years. And if you go to their website, and I will pull up the link in the show notes, cause I think it does a really good job of overview, overviewing different techniques they use and how they do it. So they've got some neat videos on their site where you can kind of see how they go about creating different ways of having snow and they can actually create real snow all right but a lot of times you're you're wanting it to look like it snowed a while ago right so things are more stuck to it and they even show you can see where they're doing things to suggest that you know wind blew it off certain surfaces but left it you know piled up in other ways and no doubt they have a lot of experience in doing this but not everybody has that kind of budget, right? Not everybody's focused on giving the weather scene that much of the money, even if it is critical. But I, you know, I suggest you you take a look. And and I and I think that one of the things I like about, you know, I was mentioning some of the the movies I like that have used weather as a backdrop. But I started thinking about snow in particular because 
it has this ability to be both magical, like it, it's a wonderful life, or absolutely terrifying. We think about you know wintertime and it being cold and you know windy, and it can kind of you know amp up that terrifying element as well. And so I really think it's it's a neat weather element to use to amplify, not necessarily set the tone, right? But to make it feel more extreme or more intense. And I started thinking through, you know, what what were some of my more favorite weather-related scenes or moments or, or movies in general that were very winter weather oriented. And I still, the first one that comes to my mind is The Shining, right? And if I remember reading about The Shining correctly, again, it's fake snow. There's a great scene towards the end where they're out in a, uh, it's like a, a hedge maze, but it's the winter time and it's this real scary thing. And it's, but it's just, it's a scene that I'll remember for all time. Or a movie like Fargo, where I think most of it was real snow. I, I didn't actually research on that, but I'm hoping you know that they found snowy locations. The magnitude of what they were doing, I, I'm guessing the vast majority of it was. But as you read through more and more of these, what you find out is most of the, the snow that's not real, most of the stuff that like the snow business company uses and others, it's just, it's paper, right? And it can break down. Most of the time they, they clean it up. But in theory, the idea is it's not harmful to the environment, generally speaking, that it's this celluloid and, and eventually it'll just break down. But again, very much depends on what they're looking for. Now, I have other, of course, snowy type movies that that I've always enjoyed and you know, or or even winter setting, but like one is Mystery Alaska. It's like sort of a comedy almost kind of like a romantic comedy, but more of a comedy, you know, set in the outdoors. And it wasn't filmed in Alaska at all, of course. It was filmed in, I think, Alberta, Canada. But there's all these sort of things. Again, it's not, but those movies weren't weather movies, right? And there's even real stories. One's about the Uruguayan rugby team that was stuck in the Andes Mountains and, you know, I think they did the setting up in the Andes, and I think they took advantage of of the actual real sort of thing. But if I had to pick a weather-related movie, I guess, that I liked the snow element of more than others, it would probably be Day After Tomorrow, even though, you know, the weather's got, or the movie itself has got lots of challenges scientifically. But I think some of the things they did with snow and that, or, or wintertime weather, if you will, were I found intriguing or interesting. But there are a lot of them out there. I mean, we, we probably all have some, right? But again, whether it's the magical holiday season tilt you like, or the comedy, I mean, and you combine the most, like uh, Christmas Vacation, you know, some of both of that in there. Or if it's something more terrifying, like The Shining or The Thing, you know, set in there, or, or was it Aliens versus Predators? I think that was that was done in the Antarctic somewhere. I don't I don't remember the setting on that. But like Fargo, it can give you that. I know it it it, it makes you feel cold almost, right? So it, it maybe it invokes emotion or a sense of feeling much more than some other types of weather. 
plays our, on our emotions maybe a little better than some other types of weather. I don't know. Maybe we'll do this for maybe sometime when it's in the middle of winter and I need to warm up a little bit. I'll do something more tropical and talk about tropical weather and how it does that. But let me know. I, I'd be curious if you have a snowy scene or a, and again, it can be either terrifying or, or happy or whatever it is. If you have a, a winter type weather movie that you really enjoy, don't hesitate to reach out and let me know what it is. One interesting thing I will add after all this thing, so that, you know, there's this story, there were a couple of them, right, that were written in Buffalo about there were, they'd seen the trucks drive around. That's the great thing now, right? It's, you can't, nobody does anything anymore without it being caught on somebody's cell phone, which is a good thing, but it also means that, you know, everything in some cases tends to get overreported. Like, how many people really need to report on the movie production trucks, you know, that are moving snow around? City Hall or whatever it is. It must have been a slow news day. But they had gone through that, and there were all these reports, and then the very next day, there was a, an article about a snowstorm in preparation for a snowstorm and how they were going out of their way to protect citizens and the film production crew. I thought it was interesting that they called them out specifically because there was concern that while there, it was great that snow was coming, there was actually going to be kind of a whiteout condition. And so they were preparing and, and just the fact that one day they were talking about not having a, enough snow and the next they were talking about having too much. Again, we get back to the same thing that maybe, just maybe, it's easier to fake the snow than it is to try to work with the real stuff. I'd be curious, if if you have one that you like, maybe also, even if you don't reach out to me, take the time to go in and find out if the movie that you're thinking about, if the snow in that was real or not. Because most of the time you can do a Google search on that or a, you know, search online and you can find out whether it was real. That I'd be also curious to know. So what was your favorite and was it real or not? Yeah, Just something to do in the spare time that you may or may not have. Any case. Let's remember, it's not always the movies that are impacted, even things like sled races. I remember a few years ago that I did a rod was moved because there wasn't enough snow. Weather weather does its thing, right? We can't control it. It does its thing. Sometimes it's going to cooperate. Sometimes it's not, all right? Not for us to decide. It'll it'll take care of letting us know. All right. Well, if you want to reach out to me with any of those types of things, you can do so at whatisitabouttheweather at gmail.com. Certainly, you can find us on Twitter. It's W-I-I-A-T-W. Yeah, I think that's the username. What is it about the weather on Twitter is there. And, of course, you can find me out there as well. So until next time, where you're probably not getting much snow right now. Well, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, maybe you are. Until next time. Let us all remember to enjoy our weather, to enjoy being out in the weather, and enjoy examining how the weather might influence us in ways that we never imagined. Because as we all know, there's much more to weather than the weather itself. <laughs> <laughs>